Ready to go. We got. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to catch up on. We've got Bear Guide with us. We've got uh, Skittles. Yeah. Skittles. Skittles. AKA Bear Guide. We're so, not going to talk about the bear hunt, but we're not. We can no. mention it. We can mention the bear we hunt. We can talk about it in in teaser. context. Like yeah. we've been teasing this thing for like a month. Like right. I, I, it's it's just it's, it's literally how long we've literally been. I know. trying I like building to like, the anticipation. Yeah. It makes it yeah. Better. It's. We, I, we haven't released any photos. We have <laughs> like it's just like people know we were in Alaska. Uh, Trevor, Logan, myself, Bear Guide, aka Skittles, uh, aka what's your name again? Cole Kramer. Cole, Cole Kramer. Yeah, Cole Kramer. Hey, good to have you back on the show, Cole. Hey, great to be we back, haven't, guys. We haven't been uh, together <laughs> for like. 15 minutes. So that's good. <laughs> I uh, your smell in the tent each morning. You know, I roll over, you'd be there grinding coffee, gosh. just looking at me. How lucky are we, right? How yeah. lucky are we? So the Skittles, Cole is a crazy person, obviously, because he guides bear hunts for a living. Yeah. But uh, it's a really interesting surprise when you're going through and you're, you're very prominent on the snack situation in camp. It is, Hyper important. Be yeah. thankful. Sometimes he likes to throw a little wild card in there, and yeah. uh, sometimes you think you're getting an M M&M and M, and guess what? It's a Skittle. Yeah. I like to have soft components in my in my trail mix, <laughs> but then I throw in a few hard ones, yeah. and then that way it kind of keeps you on your toes. And I want to see how delicate your teeth are, yeah. which is probably Evan just couldn't get out of that rhythm, and that's why he has a chipped tooth again. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened no, again. Yeah, I'll tell you the exact story, which is I was drinking out of a jar. Uh, because that's what I like to drink out of now. Big Mason jars based on a Rogan podcast that he talked about plastics and kind of the long-term side effects of plastics. Um, So I've been drinking out of jars, excluding this cup, obviously. Uh, And my youngest daughter, who has also inflicted more uh, injuries on me than I ever received in Iraq or Afghanistan. (laughs) That I'm terrified of. <laughs> She's a fighter. She jumped off a of bed a couple of years ago onto my neck uh, as I was wrestling the other one. Not intentionally, obviously. She was two years old. So I'm like wrestling with the kids and she jumped off and like straight knee, full 20 pounds, straight on the relaxed neck. I have not been able to sleep right ever since. I have uh, headaches every now and again that just start in the middle of the day for no, no apparent reason. Uh, it's great. Uh, and then... A few days ago, she decided to like come up and I thought she was going to hug me as I Love was drinking. Yeah. And she <laughs> hit the bottom of the jar <laughs> and it felt like she knocked my front teeth out. And uh, so... She's working on it. She's, she's trying. And it, then actually. she started she's laughing she's hysterically. She started <laughs> laughing hysterically, by the way. She thought it was like the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah, but you would do the same thing. Not to my children. No, you would, no, no, you would laugh at the same scenario. If you, were you would laugh. I could see you doing that to Ed. You would laugh too. <laughs> I, could, I wouldn't do it to anybody. Like, like I would do it to you, of course, or Cole, or most of saying. the people that I spent time with, but not somebody that I care about. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. No, I... But, yeah, so... Uh, and then I bit into some chicken... And it just fucking came apart because it's the same tooth that I've continued to have fucking oh, problems with. So I'm going to have to get that one replaced, I think. Just get, um, just get it knocked out. Go full hockey mode. I Well, you know what I want to do? I want to so bad. I just want to do gold. Just a like gold. Like just straight up tooth. fucking gold. I think that's a power play. That's and a total power move. I, I, I do want to do it. And unfortunately, people are, they're, they're consumed with this idea of the CEO has to be professional. I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys, if I have proven anything. You're wearing sweatpants shorts right now. That's right. I am. So I don't see why the gold tooth is a big deal. They're luxurious, by the way. Yeah. I, I at least want to rock it for a while, right? A straight up diamond. gold tooth. Right here. You know what I mean? I mean, like if you, want, you could just, get one that's platinum and just be professional. I'm okay I want to. Are yeah. you okay with it if yes, I do it? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Okay. People yeah. will pay more attention to you talking in the meetings for sure, because That's they'll see true. a little flash. 
And they yeah. just want to be like, are you, do you have a gold tooth now? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I have, I have a gold tooth. It's, it's, so it's talking points. It's my, it's my, it's my new look. It's what you I do. Really crush when just say, no, I've always had it. Yeah. I've have have you not it. noticed this? Yeah. You guys haven't noticed You haven't been paying this. attention. Uh, so the first thing I want to ask you guys, um, outside of Skittles is why did you let a Navy officer beat okay. you in a fucking shooting competition when that was the only thing I asked you? It didn't matter if you won. It didn't matter if what place you took. It was only about Jack Carr and whether or not you're going to let an officer take you to the fucking cleaners. And you did. So unpack for me how you guys missed so badly that you let an officer stuff you like a fucking turkey in the middle of Wyoming. Tell me. Hey, hey if it's going to be anybody, okay? Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. That, I don't okay, Jack, think about Jack this. Carr is Jack one of the best human beings alive. Friend. He is a fucking O and he needs to go <clears throat> down to be put into his place. Here's the deal. We all know this. They have to be put into their place because you know what? If they had their ability, which they did, they'll put you in your place. And uh, yeah, it was you know, him I'm and Shevchenko. I'm you there, boss. There's just, there's no excuses. No. I wanted him to be in a good mood to write good novels or whatever so, he writes. Right. I, you needed to make a tragedy. Cole sabotaged for him us. To put Is that him, what's going on here? You sabotaged us. tragedy to inflict on Jack Carr because there's just too much goodness that he's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted him, him like, he's on top really of the world. Yeah. To write. So it's, that's why we let him win. That's it. Re- it's pretty much. Regardless of demeanor, in competition, the O is your enemy. They must, they I, must suffer the consequences of their rank. Him. You know, our our RSO was a former officer as well. So from the okay. Marine Corps, been the reason why too. He yeah. wanted the other officer to win, Ooh, and so he was. I didn't even think about, about that. Right? They must have been talking behind. Yeah. There's two points. They were over there points. eating cake, and you fucking guys were like <laughs> down in the squalor eating skittles and <laughs> skittles and Doritos. Yeah, it's, they had a officer's dessert, dessert table, actually. I they did. Yeah. Ridiculous. Cole was watching it. They wouldn't let him have any. So tell me about this SIG event because it looked cool. I've only seen kind of the, the post pictures that you guys have been posting about it. It did look really, really fun. Where I mean, was it? Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, I was, I'll, let, I'll let Cole tee it up because he was the one that originally got the wheels moving on it. Our team captain. Yeah. Well, you know, they've, they've got some new products coming out. And uh, I think they kind of wanted to showcase that SIG cross rifle mm, along gotcha. with their optic yep. system on there that kind of worked together um, with rangefinder uh, and scope combo. And so they kind of put together like a professional hunter team and uh, then, then invited some celebrities to... Because uh, it's called the Hunter Games, right? Hunter Games, okay. yep. SIG Hunter Games, yep. thank you. Um, and then they would put two celebrities with one professional hunter. Oh, interesting. And, I didn't and even so know my that. celebrities that I was blessed with. <clears throat> celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. What, so what classifies a celebrity though? Like what what are they what are they utilizing as like the definition of a celebrity? It must be pretty low. Like actually <laughs> yeah, 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 really we set low. the bar here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were some there were some gold there, medalists. There, there were some actual Olympic, celebrities there. Yeah, there were yeah. some actual legitimate, very accomplished people. And then somehow, some way they put some of these other guys with me that I was like, fine, you know? Right. Uh, well, you were, they just so happened to be on a bear hunt with you for, yeah, three, for I mean, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. We have no excuse. We've been working together for like, we might as well say months now. Yes. And yeah. uh, team training didn't pay off apparently. Well, so um, they all gave all these teams of three, a professional guy, plus two celebrities. If we're celebrities, we're like double Z list. I don't even think that's a thing, but uh, so there's, there are 10 yeah. teams. Uh, we have to show ID. Yeah. And everybody got a new cross rifle with the, what oh, was it? Cool. The BDX scope. Mm-hmm. So range finder connects to through Bluetooth to the scope. So right. every time you're trying to get your elevation, you just are using an illuminated reticle right in the scope yep. based on how far you're shooting at. It's pretty cool. Yep. From yeah. the kilos, from the binos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty interesting system for sure. Uh, makes it pretty simple when you, yes. you hit that lays and it 
Hit your target. Shows your right word aim. Throw it on there. Yeah. Yeah. The rifles are 6.5 Creed. Uh, and it's the ones actually, we were shooting. Yeah. I, we didn't end up getting the complete price tag on it, but it's, for what the whole system is, it's super affordable. Okay. So gonna, it comes uh, as a system. And this is not an ad. I have to preface this. It, it can come as a system. It can't. It, you can, so you can buy the whole fucking thing. Yep. Like yep. rangefinder, scope. Cross rifle. Cross, cross rifle. rifle. Yep. Everything, one package deal. You can do and it you're that talking yeah. somewhere in the range of just over at MSRP, maybe in the three thousand dollars range for the Shut whole, up. the entire Seriously? system. Yeah, yeah. the it's entire really system. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. They 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 I, took their I like time. Short barrel rifles, and yeah. so that's why and it when is. they showed up last fall in the goat hunt, and I saw these sixteen or eighteen inch barrel guns, I was like, oh, this right. is pretty nice and collapsible yeah. stocks. So, mm-hmm. and once I started shooting one, I was. I liked it. I think the 16 inch ends up being like 26 inches end to end when it's collapsed. Yeah, that's nice. That's super nice. And like seven ish pounds with the scope on. And you packed it pretty much the entire time. I did. Of the bear hunt. So what are the, what are the, what are the, the pros and cons of this thing as far as like packing it and things like that? Well, okay. So in the, the, I had that, weapon slung the whole time mm-hmm. um, for a reason. It was just in case we needed to get it out quickly. Sure. Uh, I would recommend with the way that those skeletonized frames are to mm-hmm. have it in a pack. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the pack, you just have to manhandle a little bit, little bit more going through any sort of brush, which, yeah. is, which the, is fine. How was carrying that through those alders? Yeah, super fun. Nobody yeah. can well, hear me for 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. I had a suppressor on there too. You're carrying it for wolves. That's why we had it. Yeah, we were carrying it for wolves. So it, it kind of needed to be out if we had to set up and move on it, but it is doable. But it is super sure. nice to carry around weighing seven pounds. I mean, it yeah. didn't really feel like I was carrying a rifle. Yeah. yeah. So all these teams <laughs> at the Hunter Games were, uh, they're all named. How uh, many teams? There were 10 teams. They were, the team names were decided based off various peaks in Wyoming. We were Team Bullseye. Uh, but we, had preemptively came up with a different team name while we, after you guys left on the hunt, um, because we wanted to be special. So we came up with the spicy mezcalians. Yes. Um, because, uh, we, we are, are big fans of now hot sauce and mezcal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y- you are, you are. Yeah. And we showed up and, um, we all had matching t-shirts on the first day. Yeah, semi-matching. Yeah, I saw those. Those are great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I are... think we won first place like with team name sure. and attire. Like yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. No one Absolutely. beat us. No one beat us at all. No. no. We, I mean, we had two days worth of shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Because one was, was the other shirt. Stoked. The other shirt was um, one that Trevor drew that I was like, hey, we need mini Squatch with dual tubes and a submachine gun riding an ostrich. Right. And we're going to call it Speed racer. Yeah. Yes. So day two, we had those. Okay. And it, did people compliment you on your attire? Yeah. It w- we got a lot of like, what is that? And what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Good. Followed that's, by that's what we I mean, should I, be yes. doing. Yeah. Right. We're creating smiles, laughter, yeah. you know, things right. that jokes for days. You're not there to win. You're no. there to entertain. Cre- entertain. entertain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's good. Yeah. And so the course of fire for this thing was, <clears throat> it was about eight miles of movement throughout the entire day. And you would... Just over a grand of elevation. Yep. And you'd, you'd start, you'd have a half hour for movement to get to your stage. And then after you got there, there was either two or three targets at distances, varying distances. And then you had, after the, the timer started and they had this giant old cannon, they mm-hmm. would just shoot it straight up in the air as a signal for the course of fire to begin. And then you had... Uh, 15 minutes to get all of your rounds on target. Three, two, one. Everybody took three shots on each target. So it was pretty, it was pretty fun to like develop our technique in this and mm-hmm. how we would go about it. Um, and we kind of got to this foolproof way to where um, Cole would lead off and then he would just immediately move position, keep his rifle there. Trevor would come in, shoot, and then I would go. So is, yep. is one guy ranging for you and one guy shooting? Yep. yep. You, you could do it any way you want, but yes. Okay. You, so the thing is with that system, that my set of binos is connected to my gun. Right. Yep. Okay. So it needs, it's connected to that gun. Right. And so whoever would be shooting, you make sure you had that bino set up to where, mm-hmm. cause when you lay that, it's going to put a dot up where yep. you're shooting. Okay. Cause it decided, you know, zero to a hundred, but if, you know, there was ranges out to a little over 400 yards, mm-hmm. but, uh, one of the cool things, like, uh, just to, to start this, 
when the cannon would would go off, you couldn't go past this uh, first flag, like a green flag, until the cannon goes yeah. off. And from that point on, you may see the red flag, but the red flag means you have to stop at that. And somewhere in between there, you're looking for these targets mm-hmm. in the in the woods. Okay, and they had them. Some of them were pretty camoed in there because they were big big squares of plywood, but they would camo them up pretty good. And then animal silhouettes with like a cutout for the steel for the vitals. Mm, got it. And so you had to, you would walk to that next flag looking, looking, looking. So, I mean, sometimes we found them right away. Within a minute, we'd find both targets. But then there were some people that weren't finding them for 10 minutes. And at that point, if you can't even find your targets, which right. that happened several times for other teams. Uh, not that, us. Not no. us. No. Guy, I, I believe the, uh, the, the guy would step up and be like, okay, here's your targets. You got five minutes, which right. five minutes, three people. About zero time. It's it's not that much time because you mm-hmm. have to throw down. You know, we had a bipod, uh, a shooting bag, in, you know, in your packs, and you had to make your your shooting position. You know, so it was like a real okay. hunting scenario. Right. Okay, and so you have to throw down um, and shoot from different positions. You know, I mean, you could just look around, and ideally, you could shoot both targets from the same position, but it wasn't always possible. Yeah. So <laughs> you'd shoot one if you had to move very far at all, like feet like several feet or yards then we would shoot that target first all three of us and then move to the next position boom 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 mm-hmm. all three of us um but if and you could get three two one meaning you score. guys have to shoot three two one rounds is that what you're saying no, 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 no. Every, three rounds each. yeah okay and then three scored, okay okay so the max amount of for if you hit that first shot it's three points hit the second shot two points so just like with hunting there is incentive to have one, one round yeah, your first, first first round on target shot so yeah. I, I would shoot most time first. We kind of developed the system. I'll get right. up there, set up, I'll shoot first. And then like, like they always, the thing was if there was some wind and if I'm off, these guys are telling me, okay, adjust left right. by yeah. whatever. And, and then, then from that point on, we would know when these guys would get in there, like there towards the end, it would just be once I found out all the, uh, the wind holds, then it was pretty easy going from right. there. Yeah. So. Which that was a way for them to showcase some of their equipment too. So we also had their stabilized binos on us and you could sit there and at the longer ranges, you could watch trace oh, okay. and be calling wind for the shooter. That's cool. As the other guy. So say I'm, right. say I'm watching trace Logan's ranging and Cole's shooting, which we did on that mm-hmm. 400 yarder. Right. I could sit there and go, no, it looks like it's low or it looks like it's left, you know, come over six yeah. inches. Which make the those, call. Those image stabilized binos. I had I had a set when I was in the core, and they were Leicas, and yeah. they had a they had a button on them, and you'd push the button, and the you know you're shaky, and then your image just locks in place. Yeah. These Sig ones have a switch, so they yeah. just hold. They just run off a single AA battery, but like it makes a huge difference when it comes to being able to see bullet trace to have those. Mm-hmm. Like you could actually compact. see. Them. That's the right. thing. Like a lot of the ones I've seen in the past were huge. Yeah, and, the, and these are very light and small. They're, they're the size yeah. of like a, like a large cell phone power bank. Like they are yeah. not large. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Oh. And then so what's what's <clears throat> their power? I think they're. I think they're ten by forty two, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're ten by forty two. Yeah, something yeah. of that nature. Solid. Yeah. 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 Standard. No, yeah, they, they'd it. have to be because they look about the same as those kilos, which were the range finding binos. Right. But no, the, the guys did a really good job of setting the course up. I felt like it was realistic yeah. hunting scenarios for it the was. most part. Yeah, it was actually because they were, they wanted to know like, hey, how do we do? Do we set this mm-hmm. up correctly? And uh, Daniel did a really good job. And, and they really could have, they yeah. really could have made it kind of messy just for the sake of making it more difficult or more cool. And they didn't, they did exactly that. They did a good job of setting up targets where maybe you'd see one. These are ranges that are, totally within oh yeah that could happen well at first when we heard like the uh okay you're only going to have ranges out to 400 or 450 you know we're all kind of like geez this is all pretty close range chip stuff shots. like yeah I'll tip oh, geez. but realistically that was i mean that's a that's hunting ranges within 450 they and they were challenging enough that i mean yeah it's like it's like tack right like a lot of these targets you're like <clears throat> they set them up so you're shooting behind foliage behind foliage uh, between two different trees and right. in a pretty small window. So like even, you know, if you go and, you know, Dudley sets up a, a target and it's, it's a closer target, but it's tiny. There's right? something there thing. that's going to yeah. be in the way potentially that you have to worry about a limb. Yeah. Like we had a last was that stage, one last shot stage of the day on the lion. It was like a 150 like, yard shot or yeah, 140 something. Yeah. I hit the first two and then the last shot. It was like, like a little limb. It just dumped. And I was like, what in the world just happened? And it hit a tiny little branch. Oh yeah. Just as a finger. Yeah. 
And yeah, you could just see this clean, clean little break there, but it's just exactly like tack because you'll have these little limbs or leaves right. in the way or, or, or branch somewhere yep. and that arrow to ping and off it goes. But I was actually surprised. I really thought the second day we'd see all foliage shot down around the targets yeah. because that's how it was at tack. You know, yeah. like every tree is demolished from arrows. Everyone was shooting pretty damn good there. I, I think mean, it's when you it, have when you have a group of people like they invited yeah. there. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> Olympic medalists and just professionals and that are so anal in their field and and really are very detail oriented. It doesn't take long for people to start catching on. Yeah. Like well, the first I, day that was a big learning curve, and the second day people started doing really really well. Right. Yeah. And I think the difference between say TAC and this event was you were given a an area to shoot from. You were given a, a left and right range limit, and then a plus or minus 10 yards on either side parallel to the, the range limit. So some of those targets weren't getting all that foliage and stuff shot down because I think people were finding more advantageous spots for them to shoot mm. themselves. Gotcha. And we weren't shooting from all the exact, like attack, you know, you walk up to the cone and you're shooting from the cone. Right. Yep. Okay, and that, that has to do with safety and all sorts of other reasons for that. With this, you can shoot from wherever the hell you want. Yeah. If you want to shoot from some you, you terrible see position, areas, you can like do it. Like the grass where people would lay down and shoot from. So right. you could you could walk through there and just be like, oh yeah, a lot of people shot from here, here, and here. Gotcha. But you know, some people well, didn't always so find the yeah. best. Well, and, would, and what we're talking about is total archery challenge. Uh, so when we're talking tack, that's what we're referring to. So yeah. it's a uh, it's an event that takes place uh, now, spring and summer, across the United States in different locations. Uh, and you're going out shooting bows and arrows with your buddies. It's fucking fun. Yeah. Super fun. Bow and arrow golf. Yeah, well, for sure. I know we're doing Big Sky, yep. Montana, and then um, the one up in Snowbird. And yeah, City. well, there's two here in July. Utah. Yep. There's one here there's in one Big Sky. Here. We're I'm I'm planning on doing all three of those as well. Jocko's yep. doing the one I think in Big Sky as well. So like Dudley, Jocko, everybody's going to be up there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, this isn't you know. It's uh, it's it's stumping the fact that you're gonna have a ton of fucking fun, mm-hmm. and we give away a lot of RTD up there too. So yeah. you can also drink a lot of um, coffee, coffee, yeah, free coffee, yeah. free coffee on us. No, those the uh, total archer challenge, the Sig Hunter games. Like I really love these types of um, events. these types. What's that? Events. Yes, because it's the best. It is the absolute best practice scenarios you can get into in right. the off season. You know, I mean, that was the fun thing about this event we went to, Sig Hunter Games, because like I say, it is, it was total, I mean, it was great for practice of what's going to happen in, uh, in Dude, real life I, scenario. I saw that bear charge you, that, that, oh, yeah, that is super that? scary. <laughs> yeah, super scary. Were you Ooh. scared? Were you oh, fucking man. losing it? shivering a little. Because that's a 10 mil, right? So yeah. is that their 10 mil? Yep. yep. Well, the thing I wanted to run by you, because I instantly thought about this, which is you're the bear guide, right? You know bears. Cause that looks like a pretty aggressive bear. Like he is very aggressive. Mouth was open. He's coming at you. Okay. Get you head high. You got a 10 mil. What do you think that's 16 rounds? What, what's, what's in that fucking thing? It's Cause it's double stack sig. So we'll just call it whatever. 10 mil, 10 rounds, right? You got yep. 10 rounds. Bears charging you. Cole, what do you think? Well, it's better than nothing. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, says it. it. Ten mil is. I mean, obviously, it's it's it can be pretty potent, but it, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely better than having a nine mil. That's for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd rather have my three seventy five. That's definitely for, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's definitely better than having a sharp stick. Yeah, you know. I mean, oh, hey, he's gonna feel it. I mean, yeah. like say some of the rounds that, that are coming out, and I know that they, they kind of want to save some of this for from the future uh, with Sig. Uh, but uh, yeah, it you know it'll be a great um, backcountry carry gun for for an embarrassed scenario. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it'll do a pretty good job. It. Yeah. Did you put that in a chest, in a chest rig? Is that what you, cause we're, or were you just shooting from offhand? I can't remember. I just, it was just offhand. Okay. Offhand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I've been thinking about that because like a backcountry carry and I've seen so many fucking lunatics carrying their pistols in weird places. I'm like, you'll never be able to get that fucking thing. I don't even no. know why the fuck you're carrying it. You'll never yeah. be able to you, get it. You have to have one. The best that I've found for me is to have a chest rig just underneath my bino harness yeah. to where it has to be in there good and tight mm-hmm. against you. Because when you go to pull on it, you can't be yanking your whole system. Right. And, um, like for me and Kodiak, if I'm archery hunting by myself, I'll carry my 10 mil just underneath like my chest rig. Right. And, um, and I had a bear when I was tracking a wounded deer one time, I shot with my bow, made a great shot. Anyways, I was tracking this thing. <laughs> 
And uh, a bear popped up right in front of me 10 yards. It was just right there. Right. So it does you no good to have it in your pack or have it somewhere. Like, I don't like it on your pack either. No. It's, it's got to be on, on you at all times. I and, see that. It's like mounted really far back and they'll like, have it in like a leather yeah. holster. Like you might as well not have it. You might as well not have it. It has right to be right there. Yeah. And I am by no means like, I don't know shit about pistols. Okay. So I'm not like, my rifle is like a part of my hand. Okay. Pistol is, I'm still learning a lot about you it. You shot fine. But it I just like, seems all natural. Like when it's right there on your chest rig, it's quick. humble Matt is here in spirit <laughs> through Cole's last statement. My rifle is part of my hands. My you rifle know what is I mean? part of my hands. They right. call me humble Cole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> similar to humble Matt. Very, very similar. No, I agree. This, because uh, I, you know, I'll be cruising around. I'll see guys out there carrying their fucking pistols or like, they'll have like a 44 mag super Blackhawk or some crazy ass shit. And it'll be like, uh, you know, cross draw. Mounted on this side. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, hey, Tex, like, are you planning on getting in a fucking gunfight out here? Because you're going to have to take it off in order to do yeah. that. What I like to do and what I recommend to people, I like to carry an appendix because I don't want this thing to print. I don't want the bears to even know that I got it. Because mm-hmm. the gig's idea. up. Well, you know, if, if they can they see, see it, they can still be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you've you got know? a lot of practice coming from the appendix. Yeah, so I can like, I can get in there, you know. If they don't. see your gun, a lot of times they'll go for your gun. Yeah, they're going to okay. go for your yeah. gun. Yeah. Sub-second I mean, on the bears yeah. are, they're, they're super attentive. Like, they're always and they're squinty-eyed. Fast. And they'll, right. they'll, they see right where you're at. These are facts, folks. Those are facts. So, so and you facts. said, it's a, you facts. know, we were talking about emotional bear attacks yesterday, <laughs> right? Where a bear just scares you, yeah. you know, or he yeah. intimidates Ooh. you. Yeah. Where there might be a bear that just runs by you. Yep. But you can't classify that as a bear attack. Like, I, I'm sorry, you can't. You can't. Now, shoulder checked by 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 a grizzly, you you can kind of, that's borderline, you know, like I got shoulder checked by a grizzly, bitch. Like I didn't want to have anything yeah. to do with this, you know. It's like, bear bullying. Yeah, yeah that's bully. bear bullying, right? Yep. I like to think about bear extortion, where the bear comes into camp, sits down in a chair, you know, lights up a big cigar, maybe takes the drink out of your hand. It's like, listen, I would hate to see things go sideways here in camp. You know, this is a dangerous place out here, fellas. I'll, like, I'll be eating your food. I'm, right I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, I can't control everything that goes on mm-hmm. out here, but if there's some type of an insurance policy, maybe like... I Call can get up. in that honey pot and, you know, eat some Leave of that a little shit. Bit salami out there. Right? Maybe one of those salamis is just enough to put you guys into what we call security mode, you know? Bear extortion. I won't mess with you. Yeah. Won't mess with your meat cash. Yeah. Just leave right? me some food and maybe a picnic basket. No, nothing's going to happen, you guys, as long as, you know, you pay your insurance. Something like that. You know, bear extortion. Mm-hmm. But that emotional bear attack, that's just more of a bear sighting. You know, like I saw one really close and it was running. If that by was the me. case, I've had several bear attacks over the years. Right. I mean, I've had some very, very close that it was it was very emotional mm-hmm. at times for the hunters. Right. And so if guys want to call that an attack, that's fine. Right. So anyway, but uh, everybody's, yeah. well, everybody's left and right limits are different. You you too what what ended up happening with the when you were on the wounded deer? What's that? When you were on the wounded deer. Oh yeah. When the bear came up in front of me, was that yeah, emotional? I the pistol. Was I it mean, emotional? Like it was, it was mm-hmm. very emotional. I mean, I didn't really think about it at first. It was all just, right. once again, humble coal coming out. Yeah. <laughs> it was all this like part I of went like, into instinct. Just, yeah. yeah. And was going to shoot from the hip. Right. Of course. The bear got, he, well, actually, I feel like at that point, he got emotional. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, whoa, man, I'm just right. out here just walking bear. around, just doing bear get, shit. Hey, get back. Yeah. Get back, bear. And he went, he went on his way. We were fine after that. Right. I love how also with guides, like there's almost this like SOP that if you are worried about a bear getting close, you go, uh, hey, bear. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. I'm like, does that work? Yeah. Just, well, you just gotta let them know you're there. You know, a little bit of a, hey, buddy, I'm here. Just step right. back. Does that work? Yeah, yeah. sometimes. Just give them like a. A greeting, like know. a little yep. informal nice greeting. Little, yep. hey, Always got to let them know you're there. Always good to let them know you're there. Just like right. wearing bear bells sometimes. It's really a nice bear little bells. jingle in the woods. Yeah, yeah oh, I've okay. had a lot of folks in Kodiak, you go walking by a little bear bells on. Yep. So, or their music playing mm-hmm. in the Dinner background. Yeah. 
I've seen a lot of guys wear bare ball gags. Those are <laughs> those are not the preferred thing, yes, you know. Bear. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> All righty. Right. I, I'm just assuming based on internet searches, that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know likely. if they're trying to let people know or let bears know, but it just seems like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. They just want bear hugs. Right. Bear hugs. Yeah. Um, people just love our conversation. So here's, here's, a, here's a funny thing about Cole, right? So after uh, 10 days of close proximity, I mean, with Cole... <laughs> Is that Cole gets really serious when things are things are getting ready to happen? Yeah, I call that guider mode. Yeah, yeah. He's like he he get like the the the, the switches on the dashboard. All of them are up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I get in like the there's zone, there's you know, no there's, like you're not leaving no, one no, down. No, no. You're just going. He hits, power up, motherfuckers. He hits it's little, time to move. He hits know? that bar that gets them all. Yeah, Bing. yeah. Bing. We're yeah. wham. Lights are on. It, rock and everything. Oh, it's yeah. like kill mode. Just kill <laughs> mode. Don't ask me questions. Don't say a damn word. Just shut up and follow me. His yeah. word's a little more serious. But I like how um, we are out there and he managed to take out the majority of his uh, aggressive type A nature on Matt. <laughs> And he's like, get your shit. Let's go. And Matt's got, got his backpack. Like everything's like, I, I do. I have it. It's, it's here on me. I'm carrying my rifle, like right here. Matt, get your shit. Let's go. And no, he's like, put it on. He's like, it is on. It is on. I have yeah. my backpack and my rifle. It's he, he right did here. The same it's thing okay. To me the other day, like it was the last stage of the day of the whole entire event, and he's he's down in the prone, oh, and we're getting a target too. Like he needs a little bit more of. It. He's like, get a pack. Get a pack. Get a pack. Get, Get a pack. Get a pack. I'm like moving towards him. Like, Why is it so mad? Like, that just, was a little aggressive. I was like, bag. I need a bag. Is it, of course, you got your pro in. Right. Wait, wait. I just, I don't then then the moving. bag shows up and he's like, no, no, no. Just this one. I want that bag. Big bag. Not that I, just, bag. I, was like, I was like, Cole, I'm here. Would you <laughs> fucking relax, please? Oh, my God. That goodness. was it. The cat's Backs. not going anywhere. Oh. Hey, puppy. Where'd she go? We 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 got the little wire hair showed up. This is Mrs. Dictator Geisha and our viewership uh, just exploded. Dictator Geisha, like ow ow yeah, she's (laughs) uh, my new German wire hair pointer. Um, the Dictator Geisha is obviously (laughs) coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I see she likes to be at the in the podcast. Yeah, so she's she's brand new to this whole the whole clan. My kids are. Oops, gonna eat Very in love oh, with her. That's good for Let's her. hold that cord. Hey, that's good though. Okay. Like, yeah. so we had a little puppy intermission. That was so really sweet. Cole likes to hit all the switches at once. Uh, at once. And if he's hunting with Matt, typically Matt becomes his focus for some reason, which is super fun to watch. <laughs> I love going on hunting trips with a bunch of alpha males. I know. Just for these reasons yeah. Which is the only, which really is just because like cousin Will and myself have learned to just like be off to the side. Oh, uh, that cold go over there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be over okay. here doing my thing. Yeah. And it's also, I hear you also do this other thing when you, you like to whisper, which is why I started not having one ear pro in and would sacrifice my hearing because you always... Shoot, shoot that, shoot that, shoot that. Shoot that and then bear. you would point. Yeah, shoot that bear. As from behind us. <laughs> Pointing from behind everyone. Guys, guys I just shoot I that bear. Okay, we have two different versions of me. In my mind, all I say is shoot that now, right here. Yeah. It's, I'm like, I'm so pinpointed. I, I, I use the correct words. Yeah. Uh, everything is on point. And I if think you're, you're hunting a different person, like, it, I am on point to my own, in my own. If you're brain, hunting okay? by yourself, that works. That's an internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. You can be like, shoot I've that bear. I've actually won best award of, for guiding, of like being able to for direct yourself? people in the right direction for like where the animal is. Is that a self-appointed lives. award? It, I don't know where from it came yourself. from. But I, it just I've showed up. awards multiple years <laughs> yeah. in a row, okay, for being the best guider out there. Guider. Three-time yeah, guider, world champion. At the event we are just at, uh, someone said guider over the microphone. So I'm like a guider now. I like so, that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to start referring to people as guiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you got a lot of nicknames. Skittles, guider, whole creamer. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Thanks. You're a character, you know? I mean, you're, you're, you're a character. That must and, have uh, people have And a good have, shooter. Like stories about their guides. 
that they go on hunts with. If he just does everything like perfectly, there's really yeah. no story there. You've got to have a, a character. And I've tried to do my best. If I'm doing things way too smoothly, then I, I back it off a bit. Right. And because I need you guys to have something to talk about. That's what the yeah. trench coat is for. Really? Yeah. That's right. The duster. The, the duster. duster. The camo duster. <laughs> which Trevor and I just grabbed one of those. How? I, I thought they didn't make them anymore. They don't. They don't. Euro you got optic, one from Barkley? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think Euro no, Optics uh, still Euro Optic had some. The Kodiak jacket. Euro Optics still has those, I believe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, what okay. was what was that? Sorry, I know you just said what was the website you ended up getting those from? Euro Optic. Euro Optic. Yeah. And that's like a, a gear inventory yeah. specialized. Mm-hmm. They just have a area. bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we're gonna turn on gears or uh Paul here is gonna start doing some gear reviews ooh, for FR yeah. as well. <laughs> I, as a guy that loves gear, that doesn't have a, a, doesn't get to use it very often, but I do love it. Like I'm a fucking gearhead as people can probably yeah. attest. I, I like to think that I'm a minimalist as we all can yeah. see. You, you, you yesterday. have a very strong minimalist lifestyle. Right. I was in your uh, garage last night and there's like four Team Wendy helmets, just 338 ammo scattered all over the place. <laughs> it's impressive. The children need NVGs <laughs> if, and custom if, fit helmets. If things go pear shaped in my, in this Looney Tune city where they're talking about, you know, defunding the police or all kinds of these weird ass fucking initiatives, I like to think of me and my children moving as a fire team. That's what I was know, hoping this was going with. NVGs as we start to uh, do kind of a, kind of an escape from Ooh, the like city that. routine. Yeah. Uh, because the last thing I need, and this is the, like, I'm putting myself into these situations, right? And I've, I've had my kids cruising around working with their NVGs, you know, at the ranch and a few of these other places. Dry fire drills. And, um, if they're in the dark and they can't see, they ask more questions, but if they can see, I can be like, shut the fuck up, (laughs) be quiet. Right. And now they can see, they can look around. Uh, but they just have to be comfortable, like, you know, looking through green or white or whatever it is. Who do you and, think is, uh, the, carries the squad automatic weapon in that fire team? Uh, me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't trust a four-year-old with a belt fed just yet. But that's true. Come on. Her arm, <laughs> that's, her that's arm a lot of recoil for so them. weak, you know, and <laughs> a lot of like, recoil. uh, you know, but I, she could carry like a squirt gun in that scenario filled with mace or something, but I, <laughs> yeah. right. I like to think, you know, like you prepare for the worst, you hope for the best, right? You got to have the equipment or in a time, and this has been proven throughout the last year and a half, is that if you don't have things, when things go really fucking weird, you can't get them either because everybody wants that shit at the same time. So I made a very, very specific investment and the family night vision capability just based on what I felt was <clears throat> emergency procedures need to be kind of not only SOP, but you have to have those, that ability. You have to have the ability. It's, now, it's, it's true. Everybody's not going to be able to like go and say, hey, I've got MVGs. But the good thing about this company is we know a lot of people that can give us really steep discount on incredible gear. So I will say that is like, you know, the FLIR and the NVGs and everything else that goes along with this, I think it is also a necessity that your seven-year-old should understand how to use all that as well. But that's just me. That's that's just, that's how I live my life. When stuff goes pear-shaped here, you you do need, I mean, we had a phone call when everything went weird last year and we kind of laughed on the phone. Do you yeah. have your, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So we're each other's QRF. Okay, got it. Call yeah. me if something happens. Oh, Trevor had a bunch of gear, like already ready to go. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, We already had go bags with suppressors and 300 blackout and MVGs everywhere. That's weird. Like, <laughs> my wife was like, QRF up the hill. I remember this so specifically. Like, we're flying back from Guatemala. My wife's like, fucking her head is like imploding with like COVID, blah, 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 right? And uh, I'm like... It's not a big deal. She's like, what do you mean it's not a big deal? It's not a big deal. Relax. I am I am geared for this. This is this is what I've been like I've been training waiting. my entire life for this. Like 
it's going to be okay. I'm like, go to the store because everybody else is like doing toilet paper and all these like stupid, stupid things. I'm like, shit. go to the store and make sure that we have like aspirin, antihistamines and all the, like all the fucking medications that we need. And because we already had kind of a, you know, rice and a bunch of this other stuff. So I'm like, go and make sure that we have like a really fully stocked medicine cabinet. That's, those are the things like tampons and fucking aspirin and like band-aids and all that other shit. Like that's the stuff that you're going to need. See that you're, you're not going to need toilet paper. What, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't need toilet paper. Like, you get stacks of old shirts. Oh, yeah. See, that's kind of what I did. I just opened up my med kit. And I'm like, all right, is anything expiring? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, I'll button this one back up and uh, we'll be okay. And you would think after you rescued her from a flash flood in Colorado, she'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's got it. So set yeah, to jet. That's not how that her. works. Well, set and I, to jet. Well, and, and I think people... And there's like way better. Like I was, I was so happy when Mike Glover moved here because I was like, oh my God, thank God Mike's here. You know, because these are perishable skills, right? It's not like, yeah. it's not like, it's like anything else. Yeah, it's like anything else. So when Mike moved here, I was like, oh man, we're great because he's in Heber. You know, we've got Jack is in, you know, that same area. We've got all of us down here. It, it just makes things more, one, it makes them more fun. And two, we're, fairly connected communication wise all the time. And and it's like, I was talking to Trevor, I was talking to you, I was talking to Matt, I was talking to Tim Kennedy and Tim Kennedy's, here's my staff phone number. Here's my updated this, here's that. Like, yeah. I think if, I threw you a need, radio freak need, for a ham radio. Like, Hey, here's the thing, like do this and do that. You know, and Tim, Tim and I were texting and, and uh, I was like, man, I got a good group of friends. These, these people are fucking awesome. Like they're mm-hmm. really, they're ready to go. Yeah. Like they're ready to go. And yeah. you lived in Kodiak. I mean, nothing's going to fucking happen in Kodiak. No, I mean, like, I, I, like when this all happened, I, I think I went to like this store a time or two and just had just some other side items because I had a freezer full of meat, of course. Right. But I mean, it was just kind of like a joke because I looked and I've got all this freeze dried meals, all the camping yeah. stuff, anything that would go Cole's wrong. literally I've set up for the apocalypse. For. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just by I accident. Mean, you guys have the more militant side of things of what really I need to handle things. But like, me of just, okay, if things, shit hits the fan and I got to go live in the woods for a while, well, no problem. Cole's no ready to button up. We're ready to move. Oh, wow. Power grid's down. Whoa, no. Oh, okay. I'll fold out this shit. These okay. dozen no deal. I don't goal have power anyways. Solar panels. Yeah. And- <laughs> don't have power at all mm-hmm. ever at camp. So it's just, it's interesting what people, you know, are just not used to at all. And the more you put yourself just out there away from the, from all these lovely necessities of life. I mean, just being out there at bear camp, right? We're out there, you know, well, you were there for two weeks. I mean, you just sort of get so used to functioning on little to nothing, not needing, you don't need shit. But we, we had a lot. (laughs) We had a lot. You're a hundred percent correct. But in terms of like what you're, what people are used to having, True. Okay. It's in a camp scenario, we had a lot. Right. But in terms of like comparing to home, we had minimal things, the things just that we needed. Right. You know, to, to survive, you know, comfortably. Comfortably. Especially when we got more shipments of coffee and other items brought in. So (laughs) this is a random question. Uh, Then would you classify yourself as a survivalist? Not Uh, really. I mean, when you watch those shows like on a like alone, yeah, those guys are, I guess, survivalists, wouldn't you say? Yeah, me, they, I do not. I don't want any part of that. They if are, I, but if I go like a, a couple hours without a meal or, or food, you I'm don't dying. Like, yeah, you yeah, don't like. like but that. they yeah. they would be like, this guy Cole is useless. He's going to be out there forever. And, I, and like by the end of the day, I'm like, I man, I, <laughs> I'm getting a little hungry. <laughs> I was I was watching alone, and my wife, she is not. She does not entertain my stupidity most of the time. She has like zero tolerance for it. But I started laughing the other night we were watching alone. I just started fucking laughing hysterically because I was like, it would be awesome to get somebody on that show. And all they do is is go out there, set up the cameras, don't don't build a shelter or anything. But all they do is just they just masturbate like three times a day <laughs> on camera. They're just like throwing down, you know, and then they're like, they just call. Okay, I'm out of here. And then they, they pull all the footage. And it's just like, this, all this person did was just like, 
They Whack spent a week in the woods for two weeks. Didn't go hunting. Didn't go upstairs. It's just like sadness. Wait until he got tired of it. I feel like that's what you think about it. But I mean, like I was thinking about other things, and that's what that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, we we could not use contestant number seven's entire video footage. It was all corrupted. It appears he literally just. Set up his sleeping bag exactly where the helicopter left him and a camera. And that's all he did, folks. Uh, we can't really get into the rest of it. It was uh, super interesting to see all this his was, video. Uh, anyways, on the market, Camp 4. Yeah. First time we've never been able to use this contestant's footage. This it was unbelievable. We can't even show his face. Classified as pornography. And uh, really, there are we statutes. can't use any of it. Yeah, like that would be fucking hilarious. Well, maybe we just make Trevor the sacrificial lamb on this because they yeah. hit him up. So, hey, if, if you want to move up, hey, sorry, you're going to have to take one for the team. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> accomplish the alone task. Sorry, buddy. All of a sudden, it's naked and afraid and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just naked and fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I think he's building a shelter. He's whittling something. Oh, no. It's not whittling. <laughs> oh, no. Surprise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, after a week it looks like we're actually going to get some oh, no he's what is he whittling that's not even for fire what is jeez god it's not okay guys this is how it was every day of the bear hunt i, just, I got a lot of laughs and being with you guys we spent a little time together the creativity of this company is just uh, it just flowed out of the of the master that's for sure you know it was just Every day. Every It was a good time. Day. We had a lot of fun. We we had a blast. I I, I had a blast. I mean and Logan was, was out there for fifteen days. Fifteen days. Mm, yep. Um so you guys got the extra. Mm-hmm. You guys got the extra. He got you got a little jack hack of your own. You got to go by yourself in that tent for a few days. <laughs> I would hate to have been your dick after you left. <laughs> 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 That thing would have, I'm sure you fucking, that thing owed you money by the time we left. Oh, a little bit. Man. I'm going to go right. and burn that now. <laughs> yeah, we burnt that one. <laughs> no, it's fun. Uh, and it was fun uh, at the Hunter Games, too. The three of us, like, having spent all the time up in Alaska. We were in yeah. separate tents. It was, uh, just, yeah, we were in separate just tents. Just so everyone knows. That's not true. So we all got individual tents that they provided. Yes. We, and they were one-man tents, we only slept in one of those. Yeah. We, had, right. we actually had our shoes in one and bags in the other. Yeah, we had, yeah. We had yeah. two gear tents. Yeah. It's gear yeah. tents. Yeah. Put your cots together. No, no, it was a two-man tent, but it's really a three-person It's really tent, weird when all right. the sick people kept coming out, like, you guys have your own tents. Okay, we know. We know. We, we got we, it. We understand. Yeah. We're being efficient. Yeah. HR came down after a while and was like, right. no, let's see here. Yeah, I I think that's cool, man. I, I would I would love to to um participate in some of those or one of those one of these days. If I got an invite, then that'd be that'd be cool. They had been planning. so they've been planning. Did you go to sushi last night, Trev? Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh. Everyone yeah, so there. you got an invite. Okay, cool. Yeah, Everyone was nice. there, Evan. Um, um, actually I got an everybody. invite from Cole about 38 seconds before I walked up the stairs. Yeah, when we so, saw him walking in, we were like, ooh, maybe ooh. him and our letter are just coming to this randomly. We better invite <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. No, Logan, Logan got is. me. Oh, he did. Even Clancy showed up. Oh, yeah, everyone fancy, did. Actually, there was fancy, all fancy pants. That's great. He was there. Man, Honestly. I, that guy just makes everybody happy. He really does. Dude, he and I... Um, started getting on a, a weird rabbit hole last night because he's up in yeah. northern Idaho now. And just left this morning. <clears throat> he, he was um he was talking about all the people that are moving out to um Idaho and you know talking to anybody, Idaho, Montana, like they're just getting an influx, like people are paying yeah. forty thousand, fifty thousand. So the states are full, don't go. Over asking price on houses. And um he was like, it seems like people are their risk tolerance is much higher. And then we got on this weird rabbit hole to where there's, there's this disease uh, that comes from cat poop that makes you way more risk tolerant and you make all sorts of crazy decisions. He's like, yeah, a lot of these motorcycle accidents that actually happen come from, they test these people's blood and whatnot. Yeah. And they have this disease that comes from cat poop that makes you make dumb, stupid decisions that'll probably get you hurt. Well, if they own cats, they've already okay. made a poor choice. They, yeah, 
I, so I, I understand where this comes from. I, huh. It is, uh, what, what's the name of it? Because I, I read about this in uh, Scientific American. What? Yeah, I read Toxic it in Scientific American. Yes. yes. Like, Thank you, balls. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting because so many people, I'm sure in California, probably own cats. Oh, yeah. All and vegan they've been cats. locked up in the same building yeah. for over a year. Spreading their silliness. Yeah. Yeah. And all of California is probably just infected with this. No and wonder I sneeze all the shit. time by them. It's, of bitches. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to have an animal in your home that, that shits inside in a, a dirt box. box that you put in your house for it and you're just cool with it. It's like, oh, you know, old Cats McGillicuddy over there is taking a big old sloppy shit and you're in your living room. We'll just like, leave it in here. Yeah, let's just, yeah, in just in leave it in here. We got our scooper and we're going to get this thing done. The and, length you know, of which people go for until uh, they animal companionship. Yeah. Not, not just that, but how often have you heard a dog person have to defend having a dog in the house? Almost never. Cat people literally are having to defend themselves. No, no, no. It's cool. It loves me. Yeah. It needs to, I love, it has to be in the house. I really want. Right. I've never heard somebody that has a dog. It's like, I, I really just need the dog in the house. No. Yeah. No. Because everybody loves dogs. Listen, there's Freaking, nothing wrong with like farm cats. I think no, farm I love cats, cats are cool as shit. I, cats are an outdoor animal. Yeah. That lives outside. It shits outside. It eats outside. Bringing you birds it, to the it front It has door a natural yeah. hunting instinct. Like cats are cool as shit. Like I have no problem with them. I just. I think it's weird. It doesn't need to be shitting in the house. When yeah, people really live weird. with them inside their home. I would train I my strange. cat. If I had a cat, I would train my cat to yeah. go to the door. You take it outside, takes a piss and shit, maybe catches a bird or two, brings it in as a snack. Right. And it's good. I'd have right. a kitty door. People right. argue cats are cat smart. Door. If it's so smart, you should be able to train it to shit outside. Right. My dog goes and sits by the door. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much a cat expert now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you are a bear guy. You're a beer guider. Beer guide. He's a beer guider. According to the CDC, over 40 million people in the United States are infected with this. Really? What? Yeah. 10% of the population. Yes. That's insane. That we know of. Did you guys ever, did you guys grow up with cats in the house? No. Dogs. No cats. No cats. I had a Dalmatian that was mm-hmm. outside that would attack frequently. Was, you had an attack Dalmatian. Like yeah, attack I, I had an attack Dalmatian. Right. We That's how the bear you? guiding got started. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, well, we, I probably yeah. invoked that we wrestled all the time. Did like, it? I just, you know, wanted to wrestle the dog. Was right. it an attack so, or an emotional I'm, attack? Oh, no. We, he'd bite me. I had scars on my hands still from uh, Barkley. Barkley was my, my dog. Yeah. Barkley. Sounds Barkley. like you guys had a beautiful relationship. Oh, well, it was awesome. We just loved to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good. And anyone that go in the backyard, old Barkley, he was ready. He's like, right. aha! <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. So, I mean, dad's a fire chief. You got to have a Dalmatian. True. You know? Oh, that's right. And they're, that's they're right, a bit yeah. aggressive. So. They really you know, are. You got to bring back the Dalmatians. It's a weird, weird animal for firefighters. It is. Let's get Dude, something that yeah, attacks what was, people. What was the, the reasoning behind that? I, you know? Who knows? I don't know why there's, the old there's Dalmatian. There's got to be some reason why Dalmatians are attached Let's to firefighters. hunt this down. Figure it out. They're maybe... Does there have to be? I don't know. Like maybe they could smell fire. I can smell fire. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I balls. What do you got? You're looking this it, up. I'm sure it's 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 never work faster. Cross my mind to want a Dalmatian, so I've never really thought about them in any way, shape, or form. I guess you know, like the dogs that I like are typically working dogs yep. in the capacity right. of like. They're bird dogs. I like bird dogs, obviously. Birders. Um, yeah, I like the bird dogs. Uh, you know, the Newfoundland. I used to want a Newfoundland for a long time. Like one of those big fucking monstrous, like hairy, slobbery beasts. But then I realized that I live in these really hot places and it, it would that would be miserable for them. Now, if yeah. I lived somewhere cold, I'd be like, yeah, let's get a big fucking burly, slobbery St. Bernard type dog, right? Yeah, but not in Utah. I mean, it's literally like a hundred degrees every day now, starting in June. It's been hotter here than in Texas. Yeah, it's which insane. is fucking nuts. It's a it's nuts here. So I can't wait to go to somewhere. Go else. north. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to go north because. And you guys are headed today, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm headed up to uh, 
uh, Northern Idaho for a little, little trip, little trip. I'm building a coffee shop up there. So we're getting ready to close on a building in uh, my hometown for the coffee shop. Uh, we're going to go do some recon as far as how we want to put those in and who's doing what. So Mike Clancy's up there now. And uh, I think Edwin's coming up a little later. So we're all getting together yeah. and we're going to put this thing put this thing together. And that's actually where the bear is going. So it's mm-hmm. going in Lewiston. Uh, and uh, with the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. My... <laughs> So I guess I it cats out of the bag. We did kill a bear. Oh, you know? oh. We'll, yes. save we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save, save that. We'll save it for later. A little sneak peek. A little sneak peek. Um, I do. I do have an announcement that I want to make. Now. Pregnant? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he is. But babies. Um, which I can we can finally bring up now because it's official. Uh, we're going to be doing a collaborative content project with Hoonigan mm, coming up soon. Hoonigan. We're going to have our own version of. Uh, BRCC Gymkhana. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen the series of Gymkhana. They are immensely popular. The last one we yep. did, uh, we stepped in on and uh, got the ball rolling on stuff was Gymkhana 2020. That one was with Travis Pastrana. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different for us as, uh, you know, we typically step outside of the box, but it's going to be a chase sequence. Mm. Um, and we... Uh, just did a location scout on that. We're looking at potentially doing it down near Bernie, Texas. Um, so probably looking at a Veterans Day drop on that. That that's going to be wild. It's going to be fucking incredible. Wild. Like as we know, I mean, Ken's been awesome. Ken Block's been awesome. Like the last couple of years, Mike uh, used to work for Ken. He worked for Black Rifle for about a year. We're still really good friends. So. The Hoonigan, Ken Block, Black Rifle Coffee, we've, we, you know, they're right up the road, or at least Ken has been for the last several years. So, so much respect for what they do in content. Like, you know, they make, they make, they make this stuff look so fun and so cool and they make it look like so easy and it's not, it's yeah. just not. Because uh, I remember when we were in the first office, yeah. It was when uh, Jim Connor Seven dropped, which mm-hmm. is the one in LA. And I remember you and me were there at like ten thirty at night, and we and we watched that thing like five times in a row. I was like, "This is one of the greatest pieces of content that's ever been created." Yeah, it's and- so entertaining and so visual, visually stimulating. It's my favorite one that they've released still to this day. It's my favorite. Well, I think it's just such a good talking point because it's like we had the idea of doing a collaborative project with them at that point was such a giant pipe dream. Yeah. And to be able to be at this point now to where we're like, we're actually going to collaboratively generate a piece of a rad piece of content with these guys. Like it's literally like the sky is only what you say it is. Like Mm -hmm. you are literally capable of accomplishing anything. And I think that's fucking really awesome. Oh yeah. That's why I love it here. It's because we can just, use our brains to create stuff. And then we, it's like self-fulfilling prophecies in a good way. Yeah. It's, it's the execution, right? So it's thinking about things and then being able to, to curate a plan, execute against sequence, and then uh, bringing that plan to fruit to fruition. We did it with the helicopter. So when you jumped the helicopter, uh, you you have to put these things on the board. You have to put these aspirational things on the board that are the big, hairy, audacious goals or whatever it might be. And then you pursue them. But they, a lot of people, I think what they do is they're like, that's so big. I'll never be able to do it. But it's just fundamentally false. Yeah, It's just they they're not looking at it like a, a mountain that needs to be climbed yeah. where you're just like putting one foot in front of the other. They're yeah. not looking at it as like a planning sequence, an opportunity to kind of build an entire apparatus yeah. around trying to figure it out. And they don't want to fucking work on something for years to try to get it done. They don't have the patience for it. I see that all the time. Like people don't want to put the work in on years of developing a skill, right? They don't want to do that. They just, they're like, they want to take the pill and get it done. Yeah, like, it's, no. it's just steps to go do that thing. A good example of it and talking, that's why talking about this is such a good thing. We went and hung out with Gage over at Daisy May Hatco. Yeah. And he literally said, 
he started writing down the names of the people that he wanted to make hats for because he heard you on a podcast and we were up and we were touring his shop and he's got his whole entire list of everybody who he's making hats for. And then he's got his like big master wish list, and he had like Justin Bieber on there and one of the other, and it was Rogan. And then one of the other names was Dudley. And I was like, Oh, that's super rad. That's super easy. Mm -hmm. Literally Dudley FaceTimes me from TAC like 10 minutes later. Really? Yeah. I was like, Oh, Hey, this guy wants to uh, look at this. He's got your name on here. He wants to make you a hat. And they linked up like the next day. And Dudley's going to go out there and make a hat. Perfect. That's so yeah. fucking yeah. Really cool. cool. And uh, literally, it's so it's just so simple. It's just write down your goals <laughs> and like start taking the steps to pursue them. And God knows what can happen. I would probably look slightly more legit in the woods with one of those hats. Like hiking yeah. around. Yeah. I mean. He's looked like Fred Bear. Yeah. But. But Cole Kramer. I but, mean. I need to, Bear as I get older Bear and guy. more gray, I think it would just kind of round me yeah. out a little more to have like something, something cool. a little different lid. Maybe. Yeah. Who yeah. did you aspire to when you were, when you were coming up and I, and I know you wanted to be a bear guide from a young age, but who, who are you looking at as kind of a, well, I mean, you're looking at some of the older mentors, right? I don't yeah. look at any like, Oh my gosh, like someone like in the social light right. of things, uh, uh, or on the limelight of things. It's always been like, okay, who runs a good business? Um, who is a great, you know, ethical outfitter? You know, I've looked at a lot of these old timers who have been around forever and started with nothing. And, um, you know, like with Paul Sherman, that guy I've worked with, or Dick Rohr, some of these other guys that like from a very young age going up to Alaska, like talking with them and, and just, you know, and then giving you the step-by-step -step of how it needs to be done. And I remember the first time that they told me, uh, you know, what needs to be done. It was just kind of like very daunting. Like, Oh my gosh, it, wait, this is way more of a, of a process than I thought, you know, while he's yeah. telling me, Hey, you're going to have to go through a, you know, yep. being a packer and that takes a couple seasons. Then you're going to be an assistant guide for three years before you can right. become a register, before you can take, even take your test, you know, to become a guide. And so it's like, wow. And so while that took me five years to become a registered guide and which is the, the quickest you can legally do that yeah. sort of thing, you know? And, uh, it, to some people, I mean, like my buddies were graduating high school, I mean, uh, college, you know, somewhere around, you know, they're four year or going in for, you know, extended. And so it was pretty cool for when I got my license, that was like my biggest accomplishment that I had ever gotten. Right. You know, I didn't go to college or anything. And so, uh, it was, you know, and then when I get guys who reach out to me now, oh man, I want to come do, I want to do what you're doing, man. I, I want to do that. You know? And it's like, well, what part of it do you want to do? Cause I didn't know about any of this kind of stuff. When I first started this, this is 20 years into me being a guide now. Right. Yeah. And so like what Trevor's going through, like, uh, as an apprentice right now, and like right now he's on the verge of being able to like send in the paperwork for assistant guide license. Cause he's been coming up now with me for, this is the third season. Mm -hmm. Third so, season. But, uh, you know, it just takes time, you know, and that's, you got to invest that time into stuff and, um, just, I don't know, like your original question, just the, the old school mentor guys who have been around for a long time. That's, that's who I've always aspired to be like, just someone who runs a good operation and makes it look easy, you know? Well, I think it's just, I, I ask because I think it's such a good potential track for a lot of veterans. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of vets who are like kind of looking at the current scope of things with how things happen within our society, you know, like mm -hmm. just going to school, like there's so many other alternative mm -hmm. things that you can be doing. And like your lifestyle is awesome. Like you get in almost this deployment type cadence to where you for an extended period of time are going into the field and then you're coming back and then you're pursuing other things. I think a lot of veterans would be adept at being really mm -hmm. good guides. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, it's 100%. such a good track to do. Yeah. And it's a fun lifestyle. Like the things that you become involved in as a byproduct of pursuing that are super fun. For example, like when you just call us up earlier this year, like, Hey, I got an opportunity to go aw dad. Huh? And like the people we got linked up with out there, like there's just awesome humans, yeah. with super unique stories yep. and the stuff that you get involved in. Like it's those moments. I'm like, it's almost this like kind of Hemingway existence where you're following this breadcrumb trail yeah. across life. Well, and that's the thing is I've just, I've shaped my life and the things that I just want to do. I get sick and tired of watching guys who are just hating life, yeah. you know? And it's like, Anyone I talk to, like, man, I wish I could do it. Like, you can. 
You just have to invest the time into doing it. Not everyone can, you know, there's people that have families and later on in life, they're like, well, I can't be gone that long. You know, oh, I can't just be away like that. You know, and it's like, well, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of what you got to do. If you want to be a guide, you're going to have, now you may not have to go to Alaska to be a guide. You know, there's elk guides, there's deer guides, but yeah, I mean, you can guide the fishing. Woods, like there's, yeah, like, there's a lot of options out there. But being out there and just enjoying the fresh air, being in the mountains and hopefully around good people. You know, that's the thing is I, I enjoy that one-on-one time. Like your guys' group on the hunt, I meaning seven people, that's a lot of people on a hunt with me, you know? And some people assume that we're in a lodge situation or like around a lot of people at a lot of times, but it's a lot of one-on-one time with me. And so my time, I get to spend with someone and, and uh, get to know them, like what makes them tick throughout life. And when you leave, you have this relationship with them for a very long time. And it's cool because I get to show up to these guys' place of work. Sometimes I'm running through town visiting, you know, um, maybe someone who runs their own coffee shop, cop, uh, company or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Anyways, right, yeah. but you, you're very busy. There's like real life things you're going through. And I get to kind of like peek into your life. And then, but I like it when I show up and these guys look at me like, oh yeah, we had a damn good time a year, two years ago, right. five years yeah. ago. And we sit down, we have a drink, we recap. And my job is to hopefully get guys to uh, de-stressitize a little bit to, uh, you know, come out and, and just forget everything, you know? And that's what I love is taking people out and doing that. And I think the veteran community, there's, I think there's a great, there's, there's something great there for them to get out there, enjoy, enjoy the wilderness, um, be around interesting people who will for sure appreciate their sacrifice um, and what they've done throughout their course of, of, their their employment and uh it's just it's a great it's a great thing i love getting guys out there it's just it's a great therapy you know i don't know yeah. it's just yeah it's just yeah. a great great way of life for me not for everyone because mm-hmm. <laughs> i get plenty of guys that show up there who maybe think they want to come and do it and you know i don't i don't blame them when they're like eh, it's not for me but it's fun to come out maybe once or twice a year yeah, right you know? it's definitely not for everyone Mm-mm. well boys Solid session. Yes. Great. Trevor, uh, Whole Creamer, Skittles, Logan, Free Range American. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Bye. Yep. 